This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 140, How to Secure That Magic TOEFL 24 and the Magic IELTS 7 on the Writing Exam. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Get started with our seven easy steps to a seven or higher at allearsenglish.com slash S-E-V-E-N. Now, let's get to the show. In today's IELTS Energy Podcast, we're going to talk with Jamie Miller, the TOEFL extraordinaire, and we're going to discover three top strategies for the best preparation for TOEFL and IELTS. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, all right, let's begin. Uh, today, I am here with Jamie Miller. She is the owner and director of the English Success Academy. Um, and that is mostly focused on TOEFL, right? Yes, we do a lot of lessons for speaking and writing for the TOEFL IBT. Okay, and you also do some teacher training now. Yeah, exactly. Okay, fantastic. Um, and how long have you been doing, been teaching TOEFL? Uh, I started teaching TOEFL in 2010. And for the last five years, that has been pretty much my full-time focus. So I've got, <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of experience with TOEFL students. Yeah, that's why we asked you on today. Because um, Lindsay and I talk about sometimes like how to choose a good teacher for your goals, right? So if you're studying for TOEFL, like you need to choose a TOEFL professional, not someone who says, they just do test prep, right? Like they can teach you about the SATs, the GREs, the IELTS. So like you need to choose someone who's like focused on this one test for their career in order to, to help you. I agree. I mean, I think part of what you and I are going to talk about today is the differences between IELTS and TOEFL IBT for the writing section. And the fact is that there are a lot of similarities between them. But the reason that I don't tell people and I don't teach IELTS lessons is because I haven't taken the exam. I don't know all of the little strategies and tips and tricks. I know those things for the TOEFL section for yeah. writing. But, exactly. you know, the, the exams aren't identical. Like, if they were the same, they would have the same name. But <laughs> they don't. So they're, they're not. Yeah, they're quite different, actually. Different. The, yeah. the writing section is quite different. I think we covered this in a previous episode where mm -hmm. we spoke. But just to summarize what the writing test looks like, um, for IELTS, task one, they usually have to write a short essay describing a graph or a bar chart or something. And then task two is just your classic like four paragraph argument essay. 
usually. Yeah, well, it it, it, it sounds like the second essay is the same. Well, not, I yeah. can't say the same, but probably the most similar on the two exams because TOEFL also has an opinion essay that students mm-hmm. can write. But the first activity for writing is really different. So you don't get the bar chart um, on TOEFL. You listen to a lecture and you read a passage about an academic debate something that there's a lot of disagreement about. And then you summarize how the two groups of thinkers are arguing with each other about this idea, basically. So yeah, it's pretty different. Yeah. That sounds tough, man. I think, I think the similarity here between the, the first task is that it's not like, it's not something that our students do every day. Like it's not something they're just gonna, um, you know, have come across naturally in their academic careers thus far. So preparing for this first task is is special, is unique. So like I tell IELTS students, a great way to prepare is by reading the business section, the finance section, economic news of the newspaper, because all of that vocabulary, you know, like numbers are exploding and and sales like plummeting. <laughs> exploding numbers, you gotta watch out for those. Oh, yeah. Numbers. Yeah, yeah wipe dangerous. it off your face. It's, it's very dangerous. <laughs> it's covering you from head to toe with number juice. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this like interesting vocabulary and sentence structure to describe numbers. That's what they need, right? But I mean, the preparation for task one and TOEFL is nothing like that. Like, how do you recommend students prepare for that first task? Yeah, well, I found that the easiest and fastest way for people to make progress is to read high scoring model essays, um, because uh, it's true. I mean, it's like the, the type of writing that happens in a lot of exams, it sounds like IELTS is similar. And I know the first writing task for TOEFL is it's kind of like a little system by itself. And the graders mm-hmm. are looking for things that are really specific. And so often yeah. the best way that students can adjust what they should write about is by seeing what gets the highest score and then totally. what gets the medium scores. So that's the, that's the place that I start with our students. You know, we, we let them read model essays. We let them see things from high scoring students who actually took the test, not just in theory, right. but people, students who have gone through our programs and have used things. And we know that that is actually an accurate measurement. I didn't just write it like, oh, I, I think this is a good test. Like no. <laughs> people actually wrote that. They went to the exam and then it was confirmed that, you know, things about that are working and that it's a good strategy to use. So getting getting familiar with that is, I think, a very, very critical first step. And I think reading models in these difficult tasks like that, where the number count, like the, the word count is lower and therefore like you have to be even more organized with your ideas. You don't have time to just sort of like explore, you know, the links between ideas and these shorter tasks that are so specific, um, both TOEFL and IELTS is first task. It's, it's a very specific thing they're asking you to do. It is. You have but to I think- really organized. I think you told me this before, because I I do remember our other podcast when we talked about this. And the word count recommendation for IELTS is pretty low, I think. And they actually don't want you to write more at all. And that is, I think, a very significant difference between the two writing sections. Because on TOEFL IBT, you can't write nothing. I mean, there is an upper 
word limit where if you write more, it doesn't help you. But at the same time, writing about 320 words, 330 words can definitely help you get a more advanced score. And if you only write 250 or something like that, um, then you can't explore those links and those ideas and and the arguments. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, it is way different. So so maybe we should talk about the scoring criteria for them. Yeah. Possibly they're different from each other. So. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, So the first scoring category on IELTS, there are four categories that the students are graded on. The first is called task achievement or task response. So it's slightly different for task one and task two, but Basically, um, this is, did the students answer the question? Did they stick to the topic and answer the question? So in task one, they have to include all the important numbers in their essay. Um, And I'm imagining that in TOEFL, it'll be like they have to include the most important details or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So TOEFL IBT's writing section has three areas of scoring criteria, but this concept of like task achievement. Yeah. TOEFL IBT calls that topic development. Um, Uh And it's, I I think that's probably a very similar category there. Yeah. Did you actually talk about what you're supposed to talk about and did you explain it clearly? And is is it accurate? Yeah. Do you have the details from the original information? Yep. So, and this, this also applies to task two on, and I'm sure both the test IELTS and TOEFL. Um, I think you said explore the topic in detail. Mm -hmm. And so I always tell students that in task two and that opinion essay or that argument essay, they have to give the most specific, examples they can think of you know they whether it's from their own life or from something they read in the newspaper or even like research they just make up Um, it has to be specific and strong and that helps in two categories it helps in their this first category the task achievement task response but it also helps in vocabulary because like the more specific you get your vocabulary becomes more specific also Nice. I'm just going to agree with everything that you just said because <laughs> it, it would be completely true for both of the activities uh, on the TOEFL IBT. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Great, great recommendation. Um, how, so let's just, let's pause here in the grading criteria because I want to talk about how you get students to come up with I, specific ideas because when I, when I go through activities like this with students or I recommend, you know, coming up with specific strong examples, um, in both speaking and writing, they're like, but how, how do I come up with ideas? So do you have any tips for that? Um, for the opinion essay or for the first one, that's the, like the academic opinion essay. How do they come up with those strong, like original, uh, support specifics? Okay. That's a good question. So, Uh, I recommend that people use their own life as the starting point. Mm -hmm. So a lot of students, like my students, like TOEFL students, IELTS students, they're really cool people. Like they've lived in different countries. They're ambitious. They've got lots of experience in their field, you know, or their career. And they want to do things like they've they've done a lot in their life. And so I think it's really important to start there and to recognize that, you know, when people get a topic for the opinion essay, Mm -hmm. 
they almost always have lots of things that they can say about it. Yeah. They may feel like pressure because of the time restrictions and the clock is ticking and stuff like that, but they have a lot of things to talk about. And to just recognize that their own life experience is the starting point is a, is a really big step in the right direction. But at the same time, after that, um, TOEFL IBT graders, in my experience of working with students, they're looking for a more formal opinion essay. So mm -hmm. just writing stories about what you did on vacation and <laughs> it, like we did this and I went here and it was fun. It's a little bit too simplistic. It's not yeah. really sophisticated enough. And so the graders respond a lot better to kind of like things that sound more like research or a kind of a, a news style of reporting information. Um, so I recommend that people use their life experience, but then they hide themselves. So it, it, you use your life experience, but then you talk about yourself like you're a generalization. You make generalizations oh, about Oh, that's a good idea. So, yeah. like, so like a lot of my students are pharmacists. And so they could very easily say like, when I went to school to study pharmacy, blah, 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 blah. But then they could change it and then say things like, pharmacists often have to da, 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 da. This means that pharmacists are blah, blah, blah. You know, and so they make generalizations about that group of people. That is such a great idea. I love that strategy because IELTS students could definitely use that as well. I Yay. Mean, what if the, what if the topic was, oh, let's see, like, um, what are the benefits of, you know, co-educational schooling? Um, and then instead of like a personal example, like, well, I went to an all boys school and therefore I never learned how to talk to girls. They could like you, they could make that more general, more Absolutely. abstract and be like, well, 80% of all boys that attend single sex institutions in a specific oh, country. Yeah. Right. And then to make yeah, it yeah, specific. Yeah. yeah. So it's like That's you awesome. base it, you base it on your life. But then you make it general. That's and, awesome. Yeah. So that's what I found. I mean, and I've heard, I've heard things. I mean, a lot of times my students come to me and they're like, oh, I've studied with a lot of different schools. I've read a lot of different techniques about how to write essays. And so it's really important also to remember that every teacher and every school is going to tell you something yes. different. They all will. And unfortunately, I've found you've got to pick someone who you're going to listen to because you can't blend every single strategy together for the writing. What you get is a mess. And yeah. sometimes students yeah. try to do that. They're just like, well, this school gave me these tips. I'm doing I that. Know. This other school gave me these tips. I'm doing that. And I'm like, Ooh, you've got a whole lot of styles in there. And right. it, it doesn't, it doesn't really work. So it's also important when you're studying for writing you know, choose a teacher and a school that you're going to stay with. Yeah. And then actually master those concepts. Don't, don't start mastering it and then abandon it in the middle. Like, because if you haven't finished it yet, it's kind of like you have a cake that only baked halfway and it's not finished. It's not a cake yet. So you have to just keep going and give it time to actually become the skill that Become you know a cake. <laughs> yeah, a cake yeah, skill. Really. 
No, I love it. Lindsay and I say that also for, for all parts of the test. If you're choose a system and go with it because one system may, may have, you know, different advice for approaching this part of the listening test or whatever. Um, but even if it's slightly different, it's, it's still going to get you there. It's still going to get you the good score, but you can't do three different systems. You can't combine these three different strategies. I know we tell our students that all the time. Like if, if you're going to, dedicate yourself to our course. Like we have these student testimonials. We know it works because these students followed my strategies. They got the seven, they got the 7.5. So trust it. Like just, just dive in. Don't waste your time. Like self-doubting and backtracking. Absolutely. Yeah. You definitely want to stick with something. And I know that a lot of times people change systems because they're nervous they're really stressed and they're afraid that the system that they picked or the school or the advice they were following wasn't good. And then that's why it didn't work. But a lot of the times, the reason that students haven't gotten the TOEFL IBT score they need is that they're still thinking, like they're, they're mastering the thinking process or they need to get better at brainstorming. Recently, one of the students in our course, the Three Keys IELTS Success System, got a seven on his IELTS exam. And how did he do it? He didn't waste any time. He followed our daily learning plan and he understood our strategies on a deep level. To do this yourself, go to IELTS.AllEarsEnglish.com, watch the video on the homepage and get into the trial for the Three Keys IELTS Success System. See you there. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's so tough. I know sometimes it's just like maybe you're not caught up to what that strategy is yet. And so you're like, oh, well, that that won't work. Like, that's not going to work for me. Let's find something else that's easier. And like, let's find another system that's a magical key that if I just like do these two things, I can get the score I want. Definitely. That doesn't And honestly, one other thing that I want to say about that is that if you need a high TOEFL IBT score. And I'm guessing it's the same. If you need a high writing score on IELTS, you need to work on developing advanced skills in English. Yeah, exactly. And and you're not going to do that just by finding a simpler strategy. Simpler simpler strategies can actually limit your score. Totally. They're so simplified that like anybody can do them and they don't necessarily demonstrate that you have a high level or an advanced level of written English. So it's just something to keep in mind about, yeah, general approaches. So as far as uh, like a score reflecting one's level for IELTS, I would say six is like, like an average student, good student, but average, you know, not amazing yet. And a seven really designates like you are, you have something extra, like you are approaching a level of of fluency in English um, that other students aren't going to get to yet. You know, like a seven, I would say would be upper intermediate for sure. And it's Mm -hmm. tough to get. And that's something that a lot of universities require is that magical seven. Mm -hmm. What do you think is that magic number for TOEFL? For writing, a very common cutoff point and a very common target is 24, but that's for professionals okay. like pharmacists oh, okay. typically need to get, you know, writing scores that are at least 24. And there is a pretty significant difference in their level of accuracy with grammar 
using more sophisticated vocabulary mm-hmm. and expressing more complicated ideas. Like everything is a bit more sophisticated out of 24. Um, right, right. You've got a score like 22 or maybe, you know, 21, 23, somewhere in that area. They're not quite as accurate. And they're, right. the way that they express their ideas isn't quite as specific. So sometimes when the reader or the grader looks at an essay that's getting those scores, it's they might feel kind of confused. But exactly. when you're yeah. reading a scored essay that got 24, 25, or anything higher than that, there's no confusion. That's with, like yeah. Everything makes sense. Yeah. That's with IELTS also. So this goes to the idea of the, um, we're, the accuracy and the clarity of communication. So it doesn't have to be perfect, right? Our students don't have to have perfect grammar. But if a lot of their sentences <laughs> don't have mistakes, right? And if the reader or the examiner can understand everything without having to go back and reread something, then they're, they're approaching, they're approaching that upper level, right? Yeah, I'd agree. It's similar. It sounds like that's probably the comparison. Yeah. Like IELTS 7, TOEFL. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's, um, let's finish talking about the grading here and then we'll review some of our tips for preparation. Okay. So we've talked, talked about the first category, task achievement, task response. Um, and the next category for IELTS is cohesion and coherence. So that's like what we're talking about. Do your ideas make sense? Are, did you stick to the topic? Did you give strong examples? And did you organize those ideas well? Organization is huge in this category. We need to use a lot of linking words, hopefully a variety of linking words, not just and, and, because, because. Um, and you need to show the examiner that your, that your ideas flow, right? That they're all connected. So is there a category like that on TOEFL? Yeah, everything that you just said is also being checked and evaluated on TOEFL essays. They don't call it cohesion and coherence. Um, that sounds to me like a blend of vocabulary, like what, what TOEFL IBT uh-huh. count as the language use vocabulary part um, in terms of transition phrases or topic right. development. Yeah. Um, organization is also really important on TOEFL essays. So getting the right number of paragraphs and then mm-hmm. putting information in predictable places where the TOEFL graders expect to see it is also right. another way to kind of boost your score. So yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of overlap in, you know, yeah. The, yeah, the kinds of things that they're looking for. But again, since the the outcome of each of the essays is really different. You know, the specific things that you would write wouldn't necessarily be the same, but I think they're using a lot of the same criteria because they, do they also check for language, language use like grammar and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so the last yeah. two categories, there's vocabulary, which you need to be able to oh, show. Oh, is that, is that a category more. by itself? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's, that's combined on TOEFL. So. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, so for IELTS, you need to show, like you were talking about, some formal academic vocab, right? Taking things mm-hmm. to that next level. And then for grammar, um, what's important is having a variety of sentence structures, but accuracy is also important. So if you're going to hit a seven on grammar, most Most of your sentences need to be without errors, whereas a six can have a lot of mistakes, actually. Um, But as long as I can understand what they're saying, they could still get a six, even if they have lots of mistakes. So getting a seven on grammar is kind of out of reach for a lot of students. So that's why I tell... 
um, our students to not worry so much about grammar, but work on the other three things because those are things you can improve quickly. Well, it's true. Yeah. And again, it comes back to my suggestion of reading model essays for each of the types of tasks, because if you know what the graders want to see on the test, you can make them happy really quickly. And I agree, it's easier Mm -hmm. to to learn how to write a specific style of essay and talk about certain kinds of things or avoid certain kinds of things faster than it can be to build your vocabulary or faster than you can get rid of a lot of grammar mistakes. Yeah. So if you don't have a lot of time, maybe I'm transitioning, but like one of the biggest (laughs) tips I would give is like, if you don't have a lot of time to study for either TOEFL or IELTS, get some model essays that you can trust that you can trust. That's the really big thing. Like you need to be able to trust the model essays and know that other people have gotten good results with those. And then if you you write with that same kind of style, you're going to do really, I mean, you're going to do a lot better than just studying grammar or trying to memorize, you know, new flashcards and new words. I know. (laughs) Students waste so much time sometimes. I just want to like... No, I know. Oh man, but when I was learning Turkish, I mean, oh my gosh, like I was the flashcard queen. So I... (laughs) I totally understand it. You know, I get it, but it's like, it's but it slower. depends on your level. I mean, if you're yeah. entering a language, flashcards are great. Grammar structures are great. But if you're at a level where you're trying to hit the 24 on TOEFL or a seven on IELTS, you're past the flashcard stage. You, you need to move on. You need to be reading a newspaper. And like you said, model essays. So um, I'm just going to summarize what I think the three biggest takeaways from today are for our students, for for all of our students, TOEFL and IELTS. First of all, guys, you need to pick a system, okay? If you're gonna, you know, take TOEFL, then enroll in a specific course like Jamie's at the English Success Academy, where she has the strategies you need, follow that system, read those models, and then you can hit that score. Don't confuse it with something else. And if you're doing IELTS, just listen to Lindsay and me. I mean, we're gonna give you exactly what you need to, to, you know, hit that seven for the examiner. And if you start backtracking and listening to a tutor who maybe knows about academic writing, but not IELTS, you're going to hurt your score. Absolutely. So, I totally agree with yeah. everything that you just Also, because if, if I can just say something here, because yeah. I have been doing teacher training mm-hmm. and I teach teachers how to teach TOEFL. That's <laughs> uh-huh. a lot of teaching in there. Um, and one of the things that they say when we talk about essays and writing, I mean, I show the teachers model essays for TOEFL IBT and they're like, huh, so that's what it should look like. Huh? Right. You know, they don't know either, you know? True. And yeah. So it's because you said there, Lindsay, that like, what, sorry, Jessica, <laughs> I can't see you. And I, sorry, can't. um, that that when the when the teachers don't know what they should recommend to you, mm-hmm. you can go down a path of studying something that will improve your English, exactly. but maybe not your score. It might not be what that test wants. I mean, you know, you have to be honest with yourself. You're, you know, there are very specific guidelines for each test. You need to know those guidelines and you need to learn from someone that, that intimately is familiar with these guidelines, not just. Yeah, they have like a, a long-term relationship yeah, with the exam. Exactly. So <laughs> it's true. So five years, <laughs> like find someone married to the test and then 
listen to them. So that's the first thing, like pick a system who, who it, that is designed by a professional you trust. And then a more specific um, piece of advice linked to the scoring is when you are supporting your main ideas, um, you need to be specific. You need to go to your life examples. And then I love Jamie's strategies of taking that life example and making it general, applying it to a whole group, but still giving very specific details about that example. And that shows you have strong ideas and it improves your vocabulary score. And this is for all, this is for both test guys, these strategies. Um, And then the third thing, and I love this, read good models. Again, evaluate the the source, like make sure it's someone who either has gotten a high score on the test or knows about the scoring. Again, really, really well so they can show you exactly what you need to do to get the score you need on the test. Okay, so those are the three biggest pieces of advice we have today. Jamie, do you have any last words for our TOEFL and IELTS students? Um, Just remember that you can do it. Sometimes it just feels really stressful and overwhelming. And so if you feel like you need help, go and get it. Because like I said before, even teachers don't always know Mm -hmm. what to recommend, you know, and so just reaching out for help is a really important thing. So and Jamie, if our students are interested in TOEFL, what is your website address? Yeah, they can go to www.englishsuccess.com. That's with two C's and two S's. <laughs> it's a long one. EnglishSuccessAcademy.com. And right. from there, you can check out our programs. We've got a self-study program for the writing section. So Cool. Awesome. We will also put that link on our blog, guys. So Thank you. if you didn't write that down quickly enough, you can <laughs> go to our, go to our website. I know. <laughs> um, go to our website, uh, IELTS.AllEarsEnglish.com. Look for this episode and read the blog. All right. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, Jamie. Pleasure as always to talk to you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.